good, y'all? Happy Sunday. It is your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. It is a Sunday, first day of the week, and I'm just so happy and blessed to be rocking with y'all. Um, you know, later on in the show, we're going to be speaking with Ty Lynn. She is the founder of House Party Creative. Um, she was recently on Issa Rae's show Sweet Life on HBO Max. And it's basically a reality show that follows, you know, some black entrepreneur professionals in L.A. And it's a dope show. It has about nine episodes, I believe. So we're going to be chatting with her. Can't wait. But, yeah, I got DJ Bam with me in the stew. So, you know, it's only right that I tap in. Yeah. So Yo, what's good? Nothing. I'm chilling. What's up with you? Child, I'm tired. I feel like every day I'm tired, though. It's so bad. Like, And I even go to bed early, and I'm still tired. Wow. I wonder, do I need to change my morning routine or something? For like, what? You're good. You get up. You go to the city every morning. Yeah, and it's not fun. It's not fun? It's yeah. always fun when you're in the city, especially when you're working like that. It's positive. It's production. Yeah, it getting is. A of, getting a lot of production done. How's um, things with you? What's new? Uh, nah, nah, not much. I'm just chilling. Just chilling. Um, I'm just excited to drop the trailer for Music Mania. Okay, when can we expect that? Uh, if anything, next week. Early next week. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing right now, I've just been dropping like teasers, like behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. get, get, getting the hype build up, then I'll drop the teaser. And then, yeah, man, I also next week I'm going to drop the official date. It is official. November is the month that we that I'm launching it. Once okay. again, uh, DJ Bam 201 on Instagram. It's a link in my bio to my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Just subscribe to it. That's the only way you're going to be able to see it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely dope. I mean, like, like it's dope. Besides that, you know what it is, man. I'm just in getting, the clubs. In the clubs. I'm getting ready. For work? I'm actually getting ready uh, because it's a possibility. I might be flying out to L.A. sometime in December. Um, you better make sure it's not around my birthday. That's all <laughs> I know. I knew you was going to say something. Why uh, L.A.? Uh, uh, I linked up with somebody that would actually work with Nike. And oh. I, I used to do the events for the 23 Jumpman. I did All-Star Weekend when, when it was in New York over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Me, me and this person linked back up. They say Nike's about to really start doing certain campaigns again. Mm-hmm. You know, since COVID, a lot of things slowed down, so they want to try to give a lot of things a shot. Right. So hopefully, that'd be good. He said the earliest December, if not for sure, January, February. So it, it, it feel good to be connect with somebody mm-hmm. who I, who actually funny. He started as just like a regular intern there at Nike. At Nike. Like he was like like creative uh, creative director or whatever, but he was like the assistant to that person, mm-hmm. and now he's actually plays a major role in, wow. that, in that department. Somebody on my live said, "Damn, damn, what? What's T? Let tea. us know." Hmm. So, but besides this, um, I don't know. It's just been a lot of things happening with this. All right, Kelly case. It's a I'm whole. I'm not bu- even. It's a whole. No, no, no. I'm not touching base, right? But. It's just like this media shit. And then the fucking FBI cracking down on all these 
politicians now. Oh, and, did we? Can we talk NBA? about how Facebook and um, Instagram was down basically for a whole day? Yo, after that it was sixty hot. minute, yeah, after it was the hot. sixty minute, there was a sixty minute um, interview in which you know someone came out and spoke and basically talked about how Facebook was leaking people's data. And using that data to essentially like pin people against each other during the Trump era. Yeah. And the next day, Instagram and Facebook was literally down for so much, like all day. Let me ask you a question because I know somebody like you who think paying bills is ghetto. Mm-hmm. Your ass was crushed. You was crushed. I was annoyed you? because I work. <laughs> I was annoyed because well, I work in social media. Yeah. So. So like how, now. Yeah. If, if you don't mind, if you don't mind. How did that work for y'all that day? Um, so basically, what we do is we um, we use a scheduling. It wasn't no type of backup yeah. system. Again, we that. use a scheduling system, which basically allows um, us to post to Facebook and Instagram and schedule the posts. So, like when you see stuff being posted at like seven or eight o'clock at night, it has already been scheduled. Like from when we went to work and All worked right. our regular right. hours. But we noticed, like we trying <laughs> to go, we trying to get to the website, and it's like. Cannot go like can't. Damn, sorry for anybody who's trying to get tickets that day. Can't be reached. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, what's this about? Then we go on Twitter because you know one thing, uh, Twitter always gonna be. You are you you you're one out of a few. It's, 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 just like right now, somebody <laughs> in my uh, introduction to communication class. Mm-hmm. He is like Twitter the f- down. Like you yeah. can. And I told him, I said, yo, you love. Love this young lady that I work with. Like, y'all be like the best of friends. He be like, I don't even watch the news. I go to Twitter news. I said, you know Twitter is Twitter, right? He goes, no, there's a difference. Yeah. oh, my bad. I apologize. I didn't know it was a difference between regular Twitter and Twitter news. Yeah, so basically Twitter news, um, I mean, I feel like it's better to get news off Twitter, in my opinion, because you could just go kind of directly to the store. You think he worried about... um, Oh boy, you think old boy was worried about him losing seven billion dollars? I mean, I would be pissed. Seven billion dollars to him. I know that's what a lot of people are saying, but still, like, it's still money lost. No, no, it is. But the minute that shit came back on that even, you know that shit went back up. You know. I mean, it. yes, but he it's probably still made money a million. Lost. He probably made a million the first thirty minutes that it was back open. But money loss is money lost, though. Like, and, and, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't even know how, okay, like, companies that he's connected to, what their thoughts are. But like you said, at the end of the day, this is digital world. This is all tech, man. We're dealing with. That is, hacking is the new thing. When I say new thing, new thing for people who sit there in front of a computer and just play with hacking into people's systems. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they do that shit for joy. I, I used to work with a kid and went to high school with a kid who was like, yo, I crack into people's system just because to prove to them that I can do it. That's insane. I mean, but it's always Instagram and Facebook and never the student loan website. <laughs> you know, and also, I, I got into uh, the uh, crypto coins and all that now. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this whole stock thing. I'm good. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up a good five hundred. My first week. I um. I, put I in, invested. I put in, in seventy dollars. I'm up five hundred. I think I'm doing good. I did Sheba. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard Yo, of it. Yo, I got a good like eight billion coins into that. You know what I mean? 
My other ones, I'm horrible at. They keep dropping. I, I'm about to just pull out. <laughs> you think so? That's when they say the minute you try to pull out is when you you gonna feel like you should have stayed. So I'm waiting for a game stock slide or AMC come up like how we did during quarantine last year. Let me that get, was exciting. Let me that get one crazy. of those. I get one of those. I'm telling you, soon I see a million, I'm cashing out. I'm gonna just cash out. I ain't gonna be greedy. You just gonna I'm just gonna cash out that million. But then what if you what if you could have got more than a million and you listen, just cashed listen, out too soon? It's okay. It's all right. That's called being greedy. I'm satisfied. I'm humble. I take my million. I can flip my million. I mean, or you could make it to two. Nah, nah, because soon I wait and make it go two. That shit gonna drop and they gonna catch you on. And now I'm out. Now I'm back down to my regular probably like 150 that I put in. Nah, I'm good. Man, uh, someone in my live said I'm take I'm taking it out too. See? I don't know. <laughs> see? I low-key feel like I'm one of those people that I'm like, hmm, let me see. Like you never know. Like, let me see. Does anyone else think that way? She was like, all I need is a meal. Cause listen. How you gonna make a meal that fast ever in your life again? Not I saying now, 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 now. I will tell you this though. Anybody on her live that's listening, I will say this also. Twenty twenty one. At one point, yes, we won a million dollars. We still do want a million dollars. Right. But you know how fast a million dollars can go now. Fast as hell. Think about it. A regular. I got a Jeep Wrangler and a BMW. Mm-hmm. A 2021 Jeep Wrangler that I'm looking at right now costs the same amount of a BMW, seventy thousand. Okay. So if I go into that lot seventy thousand cash, my shit going already. Or I get a house for, for six hundred thousand, my shit going already. Like somebody like you, I know you can spend a million within three seconds, and that's no oh cash. yeah. Tell me more. Three seconds. What you think I would spend a million dollars on in three seconds? Your house in Jamaica will be bigger than Jamaica. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. Okay. Two, your spending traveling uh, limit. <laughs> what? First class. Yo, you're going to be just be traveling just to be traveling. I think you're going to set up all your trips to go back to back. I wish. I, I told y'all, I don't even want to be here. Yeah. We're going to make that. Say England, right? England. London. I oh, London? What's up? Say that. England. Uh, but do I want to go back to school? Do I really want to learn to be a student? But uh, I think there's so like there's so much beauty in education, and I feel like you really don't realize that until you're like not. No, nah, I'm not gonna front. I'm definitely I'm happy as hell that I went back. I'm struggling a little bit because the classes I got this semester, like my professors, like you dropped that one class. right? Oh yeah, hell yeah, that could, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's done. Y'all, I seen him on, by the way, I seen him in person when I was on campus on Tuesdays and Thursdays. He was walking by. He didn't notice me. I noticed him. Wow. But Ty is in the building. Ty's in the building. We here. Hold so up. So we up. about to add her to the live. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. And talk to her. Ty's in the building. Um, it says, same request. Okay. Hey. Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm so good. Much. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Okay, you got the sunlight over there. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to like get the sun. Nah, I definitely feel you. It's raining where I am, so it kind of oh. yeah, yeah. So you know, not being in LA. <laughs> 
But I know it's pretty early over there, so I just want to thank you so much, you know, for joining me. And, you know, it's going to be a great convo. Um, so we're just going to dive right in. So first things first, can you just tell everyone who may not know where you're from and mm -hmm. a little bit about your business? Yeah. So, hey, everyone. My name is Thailand. I'm from Inglewood. Um, I own House Party Creative, which is an event series agency turning into an experiential agency um, here in L.A. where we kind of partner with brands and clients to make some of the top events in L.A. for the local black community. It's been fun. Yes. Now, um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how the idea formed for you to create, you know, this and what really inspired you? Yeah. So I've always thrown events my whole life, like from birthday parties to like link ups at Universal Studios, like all that type of stuff. So I knew that I loved events. Mm -hmm. um, and then one day I was just like, you know, I want to throw events here in L.A. And I just I literally booked a venue, mm -hmm. uh, had a start date for that venue. And then literally I didn't have no name, no LLC, nothing. I just built up until that point. And I mean, it's it's stuck like it's here to stay. And I think what really inspired me was just like, obviously, there's a ton of events like networking events, you know, that's on the rise for black people. But I wasn't getting that feeling you know, when you leave somewhere, you left with something. So I just wanted to kind of like create these moments that are super unique and typically not accessible to black people right. and just really you know, have fun with it. Right, right. And I love that. And, you know, I think that's super duper dope because like you said, I do feel like oftentimes you will leave an event and it's not as impactful. And I think that's what, you know, creating impactful spaces can really change someone and, you know, we see a lot of that with, you know, the events that you threw that we all got to see on Sweet Life. So I kind of want to jump into that and just tell us, you know, how did that experience come about? You know, how did you end up on the show? And, you know, what was that like for you? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, Jordan and Gerald mm -hmm. were the ones who told me about the opportunity. They're like, they just call me randomly like, yo, HBO might call you whatever, whatever. And we talked, I talked to like a casting person mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes. Then I did a casting tape and then it was silent for months. And then out of nowhere, mm -hmm. they were like, okay, we're about to send contracts. And we were like, what the fuck? Like we're on a show. You know, like what is this show even? They're like, oh, it's Issa Rae's show. And we we're just like, that's so wild. Cause we were just on this journey, just like not really knowing what's going on. Um, and yeah, being on Sweet Life, I mean, it was pretty real. So, like, mm -hmm. we're still trying to recover from, you know, some of the stuff that we went through on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly because it's like our friendships were put on a spotlight, you know, and we've never got that deep with each other, I mm -hmm. feel like. And so it was just interesting to, like, sift through friendship dynamics, you know, support one another in our ventures and, like, see, you know, us as a cast prosper. But it was hard. It was super hard. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, I just feel like to really, I feel like you have to have a certain level of vulnerability to be able to really show your life in, you know, yeah. to people. So I really commend you for that because I think that takes courage. And But I do think that a lot of the situations that you all went through, p people were able to learn from. 
And, yep. you know, I think that created space for that for sure. But what would you say like you enjoyed most about being on the show? I would say the trips, the trips, mm-hmm. and then also like being able to put on black businesses mm-hmm. because they would ask us pretty much like, where should we go? Mm-hmm. You know, who should we highlight? So we were able to really just like put on our city in so many different ways. And then obviously the trips were fun because it's like, we get there and they just had all this unlimited stuff for us and just really showed us a good time. And obviously they let all my friends come. And so I feel like that was my favorite part because it wasn't so much work on the trips mm. like the other, you know, so it was just like, we could be ourselves a hundred percent. Right. So you mentioned that you, like you said, it wasn't so much work on the trip. So can you mm-hmm. kind of like explain to us what your typical day would be like while shooting essentially? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> So I feel like we we would just do stuff. And then if something were to happen, that's where the story would build off of. So it was never like mm-hmm. people eating us, mm-hmm. negative things or like, you know, it was just like whatever happens on the trip, that's where the story takes off. So once that moment happens, you know, like certain people are pulled to kind of talk about things. But for the most part, the day of shooting was just like us getting really drunk. And then them just following us everywhere, like the whole day till like 4 a.m. Wow. And I mean, so the first the first time that you had to like experience that, what were your initial thoughts? Were you like, yo, this shit is weird as hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, like literally none of us have ever done this shit before. So like the first couple of episodes or scenes, they have to really help us, you know, feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of just get it like. Literally, it's crazy. You just walk in and know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely a growing and learning process. But what helped it the most, I feel like, was that we were all friends, like in real life. So yeah. it was just nice to have a group of friends through this journey because you never felt like alone, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely. And it's like because you all, you know, you guys are really friends, you know, if something did happen behind the scenes, at least you had someone to talk to that like understood. Cause exactly. I feel like it's different when you're, you know, going through something alone essentially. And like, no one can really fully relate. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it too, of them having like our friends on there, our moms on there, mm-hmm. just people that are really close to us. Cause then we just could talk to anybody about it and they would understand. So we never felt like we were on an island. That helped a lot for real. Right, right, right. And you mentioned, like, you know, your mom being on there. And we saw, you know, some episodes with her. What was that mm-hmm. like? And I want to know, like, what was her reaction to, you know, her being on the show and things of that nature? My mom, she's a superstar. So, mm-hmm. like, I just knew when she got her chance on TV, oh. she was just going to have the time of her life. And I just love that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely having that on her on there, we talked about a lot of stuff that I feel like we didn't ever really get deep into. Because I'm... I'm very vulnerable, but with my mom, for some reason, I'm super private. Mm. So it was just like, I think those were the only scenes where I didn't cry because I just like have this wall up when I talk to her. And so it was it was nice. It was really beautiful to have her on there. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like a lot of people enjoyed those scenes. So um, what would what would you say, you know, would be like a big misconception that people may have about you from the show? I think. 
I would say that, like, I definitely the tears, because ones, those were, like, edited so much, like, mm. like, crying, but I feel like sometimes people take that as weakness or that, you know, I think a lot of people were saying that my tears were manipulative, you know, like, I played victim, and I just, and I didn't know how to handle situations, so that was my defense mechanism, but really, I just care so much, mm-hmm. and also, I had to deal with a lot of those situations on the spot, so, like, I didn't even yeah. have the right word. Most of the time. So it was just like, I would be so overwhelmed with the whole situation that like, that was just my, that's my outlet. Like, that's what happened. Like, I just, I cried. And I just didn't want people to think that I use those as a weapon for my feelings to get at other people and to bring them down. Like, I genuinely just love these people so much. Mm -hmm. It was hard to go through this stuff on national TV, you know? Yeah. And I, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting because like my sister, she is really a crier. And, like, yeah. she says the same thing, like, same sentiment, like, she'll cry when she's happy, sad, all that. But, like, yeah. that's just how she expresses her emotions. And I feel like a lot of people try to use that as a weakness, but it's really just water, bro. Like, for real, good. Like, it's really, yeah. And, you know, I, I honestly felt like you were, you know, one of the most genuine people on the show. Oh, and, thank you. And, you know, I felt like you really did, you know, when you were put in certain situations, you really, you care. Like, you really care. And I also feel like people have to look at it, like, this way. Like, on in in regular life, when you're going through things, you, you tend to be emotional and you cry, right? So imagine mm-hmm. that, but, like, ten times more with, like, cameras in your face. Like, I yes. feel like that's already going to make the situation, I don't want to say worse, but, like... It, it just makes it, yes, it makes it bigger than it needs to be for sure. Because then also, like so many of the scenes in the episodes are just wrapped around those moments, so you have to keep bringing it up mm-hmm. and keep reopening the wound. So it just like it's really tiring, you know. And also, we would film for eight, nine hours, right. and then it's cut down to thirty minutes, like you know. Mm-hmm. So you're also not getting the full right. story or look into everything that transpired, you know, throughout the show. So that, that was crazy for us to see too. Yeah. And like, what was your, what were your initial thoughts? Like watching the show back, you know, just after everything, like watching it in real time with everyone else. Um, you know, what was that like for you? I mean, I think I'm pretty privileged that I was put in a really positive light. And I mean, obviously I was, I was, do, I was just being me. Mm-hmm. And so I was really happy with the way I was portrayed. I think there were some moments where the rest of the cast could be, could have been portrayed better mm-hmm. or their story, more of their story could have been highlighted more um, just so people would get more context on the kind of people they are and where they right. come from. So I think that was the only thing where it was like, Oh, this is a great show. I think we all were put in a positive light. Like it wasn't negative at all, but I do think that there could have been a little more um, context around certain situations. But for the most part, I, f- I really love the show. I hope everybody else loved the show. Um, I thought it was a good representation of just young Black people in L.A. as a whole, for sure. Right. And I liked it because um, even though you guys went through things and we saw that, compared to like a lot of other reality shows... I don't know, like, I just felt like I related more. Like, it was actually real to me, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, this could be me and my friends. Like, you know, we go on trips, you know, like, we have events. Like, you know, and it was very relatable, and I think that's what I really liked the most because it didn't yeah. it didn't feel forced. And I think 
I think a lot of more reality shows should aim to do that because the viewer can definitely tell when things are forced. <laughs> yes, yes. And nothing was forced ever. I mean, obviously there's small little corny moments, but for the most part, it was all authentic. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we talked a little bit about your brand and I have to, you know, just jump back into that because I really do think it's super dope. Now, if you could throw, you know, any kind of event and have anybody there, who would it be and why? Ooh, we. If I could throw any kind of event, mm-hmm. I think what would be dope is to have like a dinner party. Such I just love dinner parties. Like I think you can just play around with them so mm-hmm. much, and make them so beautiful. Um, but it really, I think it would be for high school girls. Yeah, like, I really want to expand Legacy Table Mm -hmm. to be in different cities. And, you know, I choose something, like, someone can get nominated or something to kind of manage the Legacy Table in their city. But I would love to kind of open that up to high school girls just so they can, like, get a taste of a very exclusive, a very high-level, elevated dinner party experience and kind of just, you know, have fun and look beautiful and have good food all for free. Like, I think that's like my biggest thing. I would love to do that. Yeah. I think that's super dope for sure. Um, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a very dope event. Any cities that you have in mind that like stand out to you? Yeah. I would say Houston. Okay. For some reason, I have a calling right now to Houston. Like I want to go there so bad and do something there. Mm. Um, I just had an event in New York. I think it would be dope to connect with New York people. Yeah. And then, I would say Atlanta for sure. Yeah. Okay. Those are, those are all great places. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from Jersey and I work in New York. So. Yes. Know, period. I love New York. Any events. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> For sure. For sure. For sure. So another thing I wanted to talk about too, was that, you know, this, uh, sweet life was being shot during a pandemic. And mm-hmm. I think that's like a lot of, times what people also forget so i have to ask you know during quarantine when you know we found out everything is going to be shut down like what were your initial thoughts and then at what point did you guys start shooting like was it the beginning of the pandemic like the middle like i kind of want to get like a you know intake on the time period yeah we filmed this year from february to april okay like all of that in those short months and so it was like the end of the end of the pandemic but it was still kind of happening so Mm -hmm. we couldn't do a lot of stuff and also like even the trip with mexico like we all had to get tested we got tested like two to three times a week Mm -hmm. um we had to get tested when we got there before we left like everyone had to be masked up at all times if you even if you weren't speaking like you're about to do a scene you have to take it off so it Mm -hmm. definitely made I think added another layer of stress to everything um, just because it was just a lot, you know, on top of having to film and so many restrictions. And I don't know, like we definitely could have had a way better experience if, you know, COVID was just not around. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I definitely feel you on that because I know like that could be a lot. And then, you know, it's like COVID, I'm being filmed every day, shit's popping up yeah. with my friends. Yeah. Like, life is just lifing. So, I definitely, yeah. definitely commend y'all for that, for sure, for sure. 
Um, I do want to say if anyone in the live has any questions for Thailand, um, you can feel free to drop them in the question box and, you know, maybe we'll pick some and see what you guys want to know. <laughs> um, so if you could say like some of your goals for the remainder of 2021, because we are in October and this year has definitely flew by, um, what would you say, you know, what would they be? Yeah, my goals would be to get some major brands to sponsor mm -hmm. next year's Juneteenth planning because mm -hmm. I do something big for Juneteenth every year. And obviously we wanted to get bigger and better. So it would be nice. And we're planning this like end of this year because okay. it's going to be huge. So I'm hoping that we get, you know, some really big partners to help bring it to life. Um, that would be awesome. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, someone asked, are we said are you planning an event in LA that's opened to the public um yes yeah, so in December mm -hmm. I don't know if people are familiar with like cryptocurrency but mm -hmm. we're throwing an we NFT gallery <laughs> yeah we're throwing an NFT art gallery and mixer in Inglewood mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that I think that's going to be really dope um and you'll be able to buy our own NFTs that we created as a team and we're going to have some speakers there. And then it's going to end with like a, a party, essentially. So that will be open to the public. So follow House Party Creator. Follow me so you can see when you can get tickets. Okay, yeah, that sounds dope. And I definitely think like crypto is something. And we were just talking about it on the show that a lot of people should like definitely get into. Um, yeah. You just learn about be tapped in. So, Okay, I'm going to do this question. Uh, Priscilla, I've started to throw my own events. How can I make them next level bigger and better? Mm, I would say, first off, like really, really research how you want the look and feel to be. Like, and I make a lot of mood boards on Pinterest. You know, I think that's where I get a lot of my inspiration, but also have, you know, some strategy behind it. So like, just don't throw a pretty event. You know, like, what do you want people to take from it? And what are some different elements at the event that can really make it really, really cool? So it's just like, really take your time with it. Like, don't rush just to throw a party to make money because it's just going to be a party. And I just feel like that's so boring, to be honest. <laughs> like, for real. Well, I love partying, but, you know, like, if you want to start a brand, like, how you going to set yourself yeah. apart? <laughs> you want it to be impactful. I think that's the yeah. the key takeaway that we've been like getting back to. But today. I love me a day party. So if you're just trying to do day parties too, just make that shit fly. Period. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, okay. Brand new. How have you gotten along with your castmates since the show? We're all good. We're all cool. I think, you know, at the end of the reunion, mm -hmm. we were all just like level set in, just like, we good, we good. Right. Um, we haven't been able to see each other as much because I feel like everybody now is just like grinding. Yeah. Um, like Jordan, he has a lot of stuff going on. Gerald has a lot of stuff going on. So we haven't been able to like connect like that. But for the most part, like it's still game. Like we're all good. Right. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like when you're older too, it's like, yeah, you see your friends and, you know, you hang out with them, but people be busy, dog. Like <laughs> Busy, busy. And this is like stale as conflict. So, like, we're all good and we've moved on. And we just, you know, like grinding, like I said. Right, exactly. Um, let's see what else we have. 
This is from Angel. How has the show affected you outside of the show? Okay. Um, I feel like for the most part, the only thing that's changed is people coming up to me at places. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I love just like humanizing myself and, you know, letting people get to know me and be really cool. But for the most part, like, I started a new job three weeks ago. Like, nothing's really changed my life. Like, yeah, like, I'm still out here nine to five and then doing house party on the side. So, if anything, it just helped me kind of, like, want to level up still. You know, like, if this show doesn't work out, if we don't get a season two, I want to keep using my platform to kind of boss up. So, it just put more fire under me, I would say. Okay, yeah, and I love that. Um, congratulations on your new job. That's super duper Thank dope. You. Um, you know, I hope you're liking it. Something yeah, else I wanted to ask was, how would you say, like, what have you learned about yourself and your mental health, um, you know, from just being on the show and, you know, just going through those situations that you did go through with your friends? Yeah, um, I would say that I'm not that great of a communicator. Like, I'm very into my emotions and I feel like I'm super intuitive and I can be there for my friends. But when we go through stuff, I don't know if I'm the best at kind of relaying how I feel in a way that the other person on the other end can receive it and can understand it. I think sometimes, you know, I come out with about me, 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 you know, like how much it hurt me, 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 and not really understand that that person might be hurting too. And just asking them, you know, how can I be a friend to you? Like, what's your love language? So I definitely like self-reflected a lot after and just was like, okay, even though I might've been right in the situation, did I handle it with that person the right way? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a work in progress. Like I definitely started going to therapy. I go, so Soko Ray Therapy, if y'all are in LA, check them out. Um, I go bi-weekly and I'm just trying to work through that for sure. Okay, yeah. And I feel like that's all we can do. Like, you know, Nobody's perfect, and I definitely think that as long as you, like, acknowledge something that you know you can improve on and you work to improve on it, that's truly all that matters. Exactly. So, I love that, and I also believe that therapy is great. Um, I feel like as black people, sometimes we can definitely be, like, hesitant to go and, you know, not want to open up, but I definitely think it's something that can make us better so I love that you highlighted that for sure yeah yeah agree definitely so now my final question for you if you could leave you know the viewers listeners with one thing to remember about you what would it be and why be yourself no matter what it costs Mm, I love that that's what I've been living by like be you and it's going to take you places. For sure. I mean, I feel like we've seen that with you. You've been yourself. And I feel like that's why so many people who watch the show gravitate towards you. And I just want to say thank you so much for chatting with me. This thank you. Fun. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I just wish you all the best. And I'm excited to see what you got next. Um a lot of people have been asking, will there be a season two? Um, but I feel like that's definitely a, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I, we haven't heard anything. And obviously, you know, Insecure is coming out. So just stay tuned for some news soon. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much, Thailand. I'm wishing you all thank the best. You. 
And yeah, take care. Thank Have a great day. Bye, y'all. All right. And that wraps up our interview with Ty Lynn. Uh, my name is Kristen Ayana. For those who don't know, I'm the founder and host of Black Talk Radio, where we highlight, you know, black creatives, entrepreneurs, and things of that nature. So I was super duper, you know, excited to talk to Thailand. You know, I think she's so genuine and down to earth. I loved her on Sweet Life. And, you know, I love what she's just doing with her brand, House Party Creative. So make sure you guys tap in. And as you know, I end the show every week um, with a song highlighting a new artist, unsigned artist. And this week's song is by Kiyamo and it's called Unpredictable. So I hope y'all like it, and yeah, you can tap in with Black Talk Radio, tap into me, Kristen Ayana, and I will see y'all 